Headliner Radio, the creative voice. A very warm welcome to Headliner Radio. Today I'm very happy to be speaking to Anne Mincelli. She is Alicia Keys' personal sound engineer, head of music, business partner and close friend. She took home her third Grammy Award for Best Immersive Audio Album for her work on Alicia, uh, which is currently available for streaming in Immersive Audio exclusive in Sony's 360 Reality Audio. Anne, welcome to the show. How are you? Hey, thank you for having me. Excited to be here. It's, uh, it's a pleasure, man. It's, um, it's, it's a real pleasure to be talking to you today. Uh, whereabouts are you joined us from? I'm in New York and I'm on my way to London tomorrow. Nice. Yes, you mentioned uh, briefly off the call a moment ago. What are you heading here for? Um, a couple of things. So we start our European tour. Uh, it got canceled originally from COVID. So we're excited to get back out there in the world and no better place than to start in England in London we always start so right now we're in production uh rehearsals and then we play a bunch of shows including the jubilee the queen's jubilee so oh awesome whereabouts will that show be then on that weekend because that's that's next weekend right yeah i'm not sure where the actual location for the jubilee is but we're playing a bunch of shows including the o2 in uh awesome england no, that's dope. That's that's really cool. Um, I mean, congratulations on the Grammy. Obviously, I know it was a few weeks ago, but um, just wanted to offer my my congrats on that um, before we before we chat about that. Um, uh, just for our listeners, uh, Anne earned a, earned her first Grammy for best R and B album as the engineer on. Sorry, it's my third Grammy. So I was just going to. I was just uh, just going to go through your, your 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 wins, your first and second wins. The first one was okay. the best R and B album. Uh, right on uh, the Diary of Alicia Keys at the 47th yeah. Grammy Awards and the second one um, for Girl on Fire, which is an incredible record, obviously. Um, but obviously, yeah, third one. And does this one feel particularly special? Like, yeah. Yeah, because I got it for producer, right? So I don't think there's many engineers that get a Grammy for, produ- you know, engineering and producing. Mm-hmm. And female, and there's not many females that have won a Grammy for engineering and producing, you know, so my goal is to win my next award for songwriting. So that's, awesome. you know, so. Have you been writing, you write your own stuff, you write for other artists and. Oh, yeah. And I'm getting into it more and more. That's how mm. I started in this industry. I played guitar and bass and, you know, wrote songs and played in a band and then yeah, yeah. got introduced to like the studio world, which was, you know, to me, I found out immediately what I, you know, my passion was. So, so you got just like threw yourself into into the world of music production. Like, when did you first get your, I guess, your first big break like in the industry? I started interning for free at a studio at the age of sixteen. Mm. I would sneak in, and I realized at a very young age that the studio is kind of a, the the hidden hub where everyone goes to. Like, right, the artists, the producers, the engineers the songwriters, the labels, mm. the managers, they all meet up at the studio to hear what the artists are working on. Or And I thought that the studio was such a great place to be able to learn every aspect of the industry. Mm. Most people probably don't think that way. Most people think, oh, I'm going to go to a label and I'm going to get to work with the artists and work for this big label. But in all actuality, a studio is where you can work with the artists not mm. for the artists mm-hmm. and be part of their you know art right their music yeah, so it was yeah. very exciting to me 
Yeah, absolutely. And and I mean, you've worked with a bunch of, you know, A-list artists over the years. Um, you know, you've been doing this since since 1990, right? You, you started doing this. I mean, with uh, Jay-Z, Drake, Mariah Carey, Usher, Jennifer Hudson, Whitney Houston. Like, wow. I mean, who, who was your first, um, I mean, big, like big artist you worked with in the studio then? Way back, way, way, way back. Um, I want to say Judy Collins. Wow. <laughs> At Skyline, it was a studio in Manhattan, which was an incredible spot. Like Nile Rodgers worked out of there. Mariah Carey did her first and second albums mm. out of there. And um, she did an album called Judy Does Dylan. She sang all these Bob Dylan covers. Okay. And that was literally my one of my first like credits. That and um, another credit was CNC Music Factory back in the day. So Cool, man. So first, 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 like got a credit like as assistant engineer studio staff yeah 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 no that's awesome and when did you first start working with Alicia then I started first start I first met Alicia I want to say in 1998 at quad studios Mm. most people don't know she signed a publishing deal at the age of 13 so people like Alicia and Beyonce back in the 90s were on the back burner to these labels because at the time, the industry was a little older and you had these two very young artists and they were both signed to Columbia at the time. And, you know, you had these young artists that were being developed by the label. And, you know, it was an older industry where you had like, you know, Billy Joel and Barbara Streisand. Mm-hmm. If you look at pastors back in the day, right? Like someone like Mariah Carey coming out in 1990 you know, at a very young age, paved the way because you had like a lot of these older headliners that were making, you know, music, right? The industry was old back then. Yeah, for you know? sure. I mean, you you, might, you must have seen like a lot of changes um, since since you've been doing this. Um, and yeah. I, I always ask this to people, you know, my, my guests, um, and it's a bit of a loaded question, but what's like the biggest change you've seen in the music industry um, since you've since you've been in it? two big ones, right? How we strategize and put records out, right? We sure. put product out now where, you know, becoming a brand and partnering with DSPs and what's the strategies convert social media followers mm-hmm. to customers and what partnerships are we doing with the DSPs to trigger algorithms to get people to play our music. And the sad thing that bothers me is the DSPs aren't paying much you know, yeah. for artist music. So that was a big, you know, budget thing for the artists, right? They used to sell, you know, now they're they're still getting lots of spins, but it's like 1,250 spins equal yeah. one album sale. Like, it's impossible. The numbers need to be reworked. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. It's all strange. So that was one. And obviously, I was around when we used tape, you know, 3348 mm-hmm. and two-inch tape and 100-input recalls and 100-input desks and, you know, 50 pieces of outboard gear. Now we're a hybrid. We're using software and DAW, and I'm proud to have gone through the twists and turns of all that technology because it allows me to be retro-futuristic. It allows me to still use those pieces of gear. I still have tape delays. I still have a half-inch that I nice. might nice. mess around with, but... I'm all in the box and it's exciting to be able to take my, you know, my Pro Tools under my arm and travel around the world when I need to as well. So those are two of the biggest 
changes. And even from an artist's perspective, you know, like it's the optics now. You're not going to sell a, it's very hard to get a gold album, but there's ways to promote your music and get it out there. And, and it's heard, you know, it's mm, like, mm. is radio matter? Is it, is, is it, is it impactful anymore? How you arrange a song for radio and how you arrange a song for DSP are two different things. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think streaming is taking over, you know, where radio format is like, Oh, you got, you know, four bars, but have the verse start. And then you listen to all these songs that are streaming, you know, billions of numbers and there's no arrangement or format needed, you know? So it's a bit of the wild west, but it's exciting to embrace it all and go through the twists and turns. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I liked the the phrase re- retro futuristic that you used uh, when talking about your, uh, your setup. I mean, um, obviously you're doing you know you said you're doing most things in the box but do you still what's your setup like at the moment like at your home space uh in your studio space do you still have like bits of outboard knocking about that you just pull in sometimes yeah. for yeah so i work with alicia and she's very retro futuristic it's live drums over program drums okay it's playing all kinds of she has a huge keyboard satellite rig that we use she has her own uh, we run two Pro Tools units. She has her own with all her virtual sense up. You know, everything mm-hmm. from her native instruments to her own piano plugin that's out with native instruments to all her virtual sense. And this, at the same time, we have all of our moves and Dave Smith keyboards yeah, nice. and Mellotrons all like in a big circle. And they all come up through the desk. And I constantly route them into pro tools because i never know what she's gonna what's gonna inspire her i have to be recording everything all the time and that's how we create back in the day we'd be sequencing she'd sequence on an mpc she's a really incredible drum programmer and she knows how to put sounds together Mm -hmm. and then like you know she just realized like i don't even need to sequence my keyboards i could play this part one time and the fact that i could play it down each chorus and make it feel a little differently as opposed to copying and pasting MIDI notes. Yeah. That's been better. So that's our approach. I have tons of outboard gear and it always starts with a blank piece of paper. And what is, how does Alicia feel like the Sonic is for each song and each album? And I own myriads of, I own 50 guitars. I own 12 vintage drum kits, about 50 <laughs> snare drums, 100 cymbals. Incredible. Every mic pre you could think of from V76s to Focusrite Reds. And they all are designed different, right? They're crayons in a crayon box. So mm. we paint the picture going into our DAW, which is Pro Tools, have 2254 compressors, 1176 CL1B distressor, all used on Alicia's vocals, depending on what type of song, depending on what microphone we're using, the key of the song. Like, so she loves Sonics. So I, I'm very excited to work with someone that loves Sonics. I have 50 guitars, a hundred guitar pedals. So that's my approach. I love to break out my guitars when we're recording guitars. Nice. As you know, Alicia's music, you always hear like, there's a lot of instrumentation, right? There's a lot of arrangements and her songs evolve. And a lot of times she challenges the players that come in. She's not copying and pasting a chorus. You're going to play that chorus, even if it's the same part over and over. Cause it's that human (laughs) element that we love. We study sounds from the sixties and seventies 
from the Pointer Sisters to Aretha Franklin to Fleetwood Mac, we're stuck in that sonic in a way. We try to recreate those concepts and bring them to life in the music we make today. Man, that's, uh, I mean, it sounds like an incredible pairing, uh, you two. And obviously you've been working for so long now that you've, you've developed that um, over the years. And it sounds like you obviously learn a lot from each other as well. Um, yeah, we, two two we, great musical minds with different kind of uh, you know different things going on, and it and it sounds like um, yeah, it sounds like an incredible kind of like I say, incredible pairing, and uh, like it sounds like the team together. The type of engineer I wanted to be was the type of producer she wanted to mm-hmm. be back in the day. She wanted to buy old gear and keyboards, and she ha- always had a studio in her apartment in Harlem, in her house in Queens, New York. She always had some variation or iteration of a studio somewhere. Mm. And that's the role today. We went from basements to baseball fields together. <laughs> now true. we're in hotel rooms. We're going to, you know, we, we, we sought out all the big studios around the world, whether we're working in Bath, England, whether we're, you know, in Jamaica. We, um, we love, Alicia loves the studio and the process and understands it, understands the Absolutely. gear. She's very cool. And, I think it's a great collaboration. You know, she allows me to really collaborate and be part of the Sonic Mm -hmm. and be part of the decisions. It's not so much like, oh, you're the producer and you're the engineer. We're collaborating, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I mean, generally speaking, and like, what's it like being part of the, of the Alicia camp? Like, obviously, like, you know, like we said, you've been friends for a long time, but um, when you're on tour and stuff, like what's the vibe like? Um, obviously it's important to have that like sense of family and community when you're on tour, right? And if you've been doing this so long, you must've built up quite a, quite the family. Yeah. We have a lot of people that have been in place a while and our management rock nation, they've been in place a while, the well-oiled machine. We collaborate well together with rock nation and live nation. Who's working on this tour. Mm-hmm. You know, we didn't tour in a minute. So we, done a lot of performing but they were considered like one-offs or promo stuff now we're actually heading to tour tour Mm -hmm. and i have like this 64 this 80 input record rig we're recording every show and then i go out and um i'm the one prepping all the files eight albums worth of stem for the uh pro tools engineer on tour who's playing back a lot of the elements Mm you know, that the band doesn't play like the loops or certain keyboard sure. parts, right. Yeah. That you just really re- can't recreate. Um, sonically we, we are, uh, so there's that aspect as well. And then yeah. I sit with front of house and really dial in, you know, I think the thing that is amazing is the front of house equipment and the gear in some instances is still antiquated. You know, people are still using lots of outboard. Mm. They should be diving more into plugins. And, you know, it's like, I want to, I want to rack and knees. You know, I don't <laughs> want no Digico clean mic pre that just sounds colorless. <laughs> so I go out there and I make it the hybrid that it is. And I work with our team is incredible. They allow me to go in there and I'll, I'll let them start off and then I'll come in like I'm going in tomorrow, you know? Yeah, and, yeah. And then they can you know, just... little by little, it's getting better. Obviously, with all the avid, um, new sure. avid yeah. uh, uh, live show, what is it, the new version of the S six that is for live shows is incredible. They've made a lot of headway. It's just now getting each engineer 
to go in that direction. You know what I mean? Yeah, Where I mean, it's, you're all in the box, you know? <laughs> yeah, and it is a learning curve. And obviously there is, to an extent, you, when it comes to these live shows, like you say, you do your bit, send those stems, and then they can just recall that up on the desk with these, uh, with some of these new ones. But like, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's a cool process to be involved with as well. Like you say, from the studio to the stage, it sounds like you're kind of involved in every aspect of of Alicia's music. Do you know what I mean? And it's like, what do you, I mean, what do you prefer and what do you enjoy the most? I mean, it's, it all must be pretty um, fulfilling to be part of that, but like uh, what's the, the most exciting part for you? Even when we're on tour, we find spaces on the off days and we go to some incredible types of studios all in Germany and Brussels, Belgium and Italy so I get the best of both worlds mm. and I adapt. I love the studio world, obviously. I love, you know, creating, you know, and, but I adapt. I'll sit in a hotel room with a set of headphones. We'll be on the bus and make a setup on our bus. Whatever it is, mm. we figure it out. It doesn't matter where we are. We could be in the rainforest in Jamaica, <laughs> you know, but I, I love the adventure of it all, you know, and I think even when we're in the studio, we're, moving around finding new places yeah. of inspiration and being on tour and getting to record it's inspiring you know it's inspiring to see the fans every day to do a great show and to get everything to sound good and translate from the album to the stage is key and then you know um i love it all you know obviously mm-hmm. i cut my teeth in the studio world but the fact that i can work these broadcast events and learn a lot and and now, you know, do tour, I feel like I'm hitting almost every aspect mm, of, mm. you know, the music and live show component, you know? Yeah, for sure. It's awesome. And I can tell you really enjoy it, obviously. Now let's talk about the, uh, the Alicia record, um, the, the, the immersive record, Alicia. Uh, why, why do you, uh, what go, why did you go down the immersive route with that one? Just, uh, you know, obviously the technology is coming along and, um, there's a lot more being experimented with, but I was just curious to know why um, you went for immersive on that one. And, and, and if you could just talk about your role, uh, cause you, I know you worked with, was it uh, Michael Romanofsky, um, Eric Schilling, George, yeah, George Massenberg. Yeah. Um, we wanted to experiment with it. You know, we've been dealing with immersive audio for five years now. So it, the Alicia record really lined up well for us, you know, kind mm. um, of, sony 360 deal uh with sony and um we were excited to get our music out there into the world and we also mixed the uh dolby version of the album as well okay you know the the goal was with the 360 audio stuff is we mixed seven of our old albums and then our new album, which is Keys. So it's a matter of nine albums. We went back and mixed our catalog. But this new record was exciting because we wanted to make it a hybrid. The technology was new. We wanted the mixes to sound the same. But we wanted to experiment by using the depth, the space, the imaging, and the panning, and the ability to have objects. You have mm-hmm. to treat them, in my opinion, as two separate mixes. If you're going to pull stems up and just use stems to create your immersive mix, then you're not really diving into the technology. So we want it to be a hybrid. And I believe we beat out 600 
other albums to get wow. this nomination. So, and the goal was, yes, we were going to get it to sound like the stereo mix, but stereo mix is going to remain the stereo mix. And if you want to hear it that way, you'll still be able to on the DSPs. And the immersive mix is going to sound completely different. We're going to pan the guitars on Show Me Love and the rim shot and use some delay throws and pan them and move them mm, around. Mm, mm. That to me is very exciting. And that's how, that's the depth of immersive to be able to experiment like that. So that was my goal was to be a hybrid between both and bridge those gaps and find a way, you know, we dug into our raw files. We went back to our raw vocals. We're not using steps. We remixed everything as a separate mix, which, which was really exciting. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, I can tell that you've, you've really embraced the technology and, and are quite passionate about it. Um, you know, new sound technologies in general are exciting. And, and I think this is something that um, it sounds like you've really kind of grasped by the horns, you know? Yeah. And having Michael Romanowski and George Massenberg and Eric Schilling together, we've been on the committees for five years helping Sony 360 Audio and Dolby really um, evolve their technology, pushing them. Mm. You know, and, um, we sat on Grammy committees for a very long time. It wasn't like we were new to the technology. Two years ago, everyone discovered the technology, right? This Apple partnership was a newer thing. The 360 audio came out with a really incredible version of their software as they're um, developing their production tools. And we've been doing it way, way before that, you know? So it's exciting to see actually a lot of the things we want implemented to start being implemented, you know? So yeah, the 360 audio stuff, is really um, the files and the mixes. They came out really good. And there, there's like 10 billion people with Sony 360, like 3D headphones. And as a consumer, you have to think as a consumer, even though you're mixing this stuff. So that's what was exciting is there's a lot of product out there from Sony, whether it's the soundbar or, you know, whether it's their partnership with Amazon you know, um, to allow folks to hear our mixes, you know? Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, I mean, it, it just it elevates the whole experience, doesn't it? As for, for artists work as, as well as consumers, I think that's the, the kind of main thing. And, and yeah, it is exciting, something exciting to be, uh, to be involved with. Definitely. Yes. And we're, we're, we love technology. So it was right up Alicia's alley to really dive in mm. And she embraced it. She did a lot of content. You see a lot of videos of her listening to her music. You know, if you go to the Sony website and stuff, you know, she was, you know, she really embraced the technology and we need more artists to be on deck. We need them to be a part of it because it's their art at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. You know, the more they can feel good with the product, the more it's going to succeed. So, And it's empowering as well. I exactly. Think. Yeah. For sure. I mean, um, yeah, I mean, that's great. And it's, it's, it's incredible to, to hear how this all, this all came together. Um, I want to go back a little bit and talk about, um, before I, before I kind of, uh, let you go and we talk about, um, what you've got coming up, um, in the near future. Um, you kind of co-founded, uh, Jungle City Studios, right? In, uh, in New York. Um, yes, I own and build Jungle City, uh, with, 
my family. And then Alicia moved into the same building and her private studio is there. So we're one big, happy family <laughs> and community. Nice. So. That sounds amazing. And yeah, I mean, when was, when was that? When did that, when did you get involved? I there? Did it started in the end of 2009, 2008, okay. 2009, condo board approvals. And my sister really found the real estate, which is in Chelsea, which was the start of Hudson Yards, our building, mm-hmm. which is a big development. It's a really inspirational place where you're close to the hustle. You're, you're, clo- you're in Manhattan, but you're a little bit away from the hustle and bustle, but you're close enough to it if you need to be in the heart of Times Square you can be there in five minutes yeah and it's a really incredible place with all art galleries and all these really nice stores and you can walk up on the high line right to Hudson Yards and you're right on water it's pretty amazing and we I wanted to design an inspirational place that was a destination type studio not just get the New York artists there but to get the folks like Dreams Come True, a band from Japan that always works at our studio. And Depeche Mode, they did their last two albums at Jungle. It was very instrumental. So that was the kind of artists and inspiration I was thinking of when I designed the space. If you look at the space, it's um, a work of art. You know, I wanted to compare it to a seven-star hotel Mm -hmm. and i've had and i've done it at the time where streaming was taking over industry wasn't making money people thought that i really was taking a crazy risk but i wasn't i really did the research and i realized that the artist needed a playground and a community and if you know we we us in the industry don't provide that for these artists we're going to lose our community Mm -hmm. you know and our family type of way of working you know in new york and i feel like jungle has led the way into this second wave of you know new updated studios that came around so yeah no it's that's that's good to hear because obviously you know there a lot of the big recording studios uh, in the UK and and globally have, have shut down as you probably well know um, so it's good to hear that you know Jungle's going strong and uh, it sounds like it's going nowhere you know it sounds like it's right kind of at the forefront of of, of music still and um, you know I was aware of, of the Depeche Mode album um, being created there which is which is cool as well I mean it, it must be cool to be involved with you know obviously heavily involved in the um alicia's music but um you know seeing other artists come through as well and, and just sitting in on those kind of things must be pretty cool as well yeah usually i let the artists work i don't like get involved yeah, but sure. just yeah. back using all my old gear and they're trying some of the concepts yeah you know that we we're working on you know ariana grande coming in writing on alicia's road saying wow this inspired me that's how we got inspired. That was the goal when we built this place, you know, is because of what we saw around the world going from all these studios, whether it was Motown to Abbey road to, you know, Peppermint park studios in Germany Mm. or Teldex studios in, you know, in, in Germany to, you know, ICP studios in Brussels, Belgium, just take a little, all the little things that you see, around the world and I built it into one place and <laughs> I went against the grain. It has windows. It has a whole rooftop full of, of inspiration that you could go up and ride on. There's a terrace on each floor. 
there's windows, there's a panoramic view of all of Manhattan. And we've done some incredible projects and had some incredible partnerships, incredible partnerships, especially with Apple Music. We unveiled their streaming service to the world. We were the hub for them for four years. Wow. Um, And I think it's coming back. You know, the studios are, the labels are building studios and we're kind of going back to how it all started back in the day. Mm -hmm. Big initiative with Sony Music and Rob Stringer where we're building these studios all in all the territories and locations. And it's exciting. I built five of them during the pandemic. So I feel the studio world is alive and well. I mean, yeah, you've you've really been busy, right? (laughs) I was going to say, I I knew you had been busy, but uh, I don't think I I quite understood how busy. But um, no, that sounds that sounds incredible. It sounds um, yeah, and uh, and I mean, it is exciting to to think that that kind of the old the old industry um, in that respect, you know, the studio industry is is making a resurgence. Um, It is because people have to get out of their house after COVID. You have to work. You have to be in an environment. You know, it's like trying to be in the gym at home or you're going to be in the gym with a bunch of people that are gym rats that, you know, challenge you and show you things that you might not have known that you could do it, you know, at home. Same thing. You need to, you know, work alongside those producers and writers and engineers that are going to show you tricks because there's no right or wrong. There's 10,000 different ways. To, there's so many techniques to learn, you know, so mm. and and you're learning stuff at a studio, how to network with people, how to properly speak. And you're learning etiquette that you wouldn't learn just staying at home. Right. Like, so mm-hmm. I think it's important, you know. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, I mean, what what have you got before I let you go? And I think um, I think uh, it's, it's quite a nice place to wrap up. The conversation but before i do let you go um what have you got planned i mean obviously you're going to london tomorrow you said um so and the, and the jubilee next weekend um which is obviously really exciting what else is going on i mean i, I understand there might be some things that you can't talk about at the moment um but yeah we work myself and alicia are always working on new music on in between time on off days of tour mm-hmm. uh we're working on the tour production I'm working on Jungle City in LA, so I'm scouting out. It's one of the new things that I'm working on. I'm scouting out my next location to nice. build Jungle LA. Nice. And I'm working on this Sony initiative. It's pretty exciting, and I'm still working very hardcore with the Sony 360 audio team to keep developing the technology. And I'm also working on the studio initiative for Sony overall, which is a very exciting initiative and I'm working on um, She's the Music. It's an organization that I funded to help the next generation of female women, nice. myself, Alicia. And uh, it's pretty big. So working on a lot of events for that the engineer side of things, definitely mixing Alicia's keys record. It's called keys. It's a double album in immersive audio we're working on new music as well mm-hmm. we'll have new music out stay tuned you know between now mm-hmm. and december you'll see a lot of music from us and that's it she's kind of like prince she just works 24 7 it sounds she loves like it. The studio space yeah yeah 
it sounds like it, it, the grind don't stop for you guys. <laughs> it really exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's amazing, man, and 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 it's been um, it's been a real pleasure chatting to you today, um, and 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 hearing about all this stuff. It's um, I mean, all the best with everything you've got going on at the moment. It sounds like yes. a lot. Um, Some of the magazines in my studio. I need to get. I see the hard copies of them. I'm gonna. Um, let's connect and we'll we'll get those popping yeah for sure for sure man I, I mean yeah thanks thanks so much for your time and i mean for the for the purposes of the podcast we'll uh say our goodbyes now but um hopefully next time we catch up we'll have a, a lot more to to uh to catch up about and um yeah you take care of yourself i will do it in session yes if, if moment we'll do an in session vlog or something yeah come on yes yes for all sure. right cool <laughs> all right take care thank you Headliner Radio, supporting the creative community.